0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Optive Theology Podcast. My name is Andy Schmidt, and today I'm here with a very special guest, somebody that's never been on the show before, uh, Lacey Johnson. Lacey, thanks for joining us today. Um, I want to do, first and foremost, I kind of want to give you an opportunity to give yourself a little, you know, an introduction to the audience to tell them, you know, who are you, um, what do you do, what have you done, that kind of thing,
1: so if you want to... I'll I'll give you the... uh... Condensed version of it. Okay. Uh, The Cliff Notes version. Uh, Originally from uh, Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, Nine brothers and sisters, uh, parents. I grew up around some great grandparents, my grandparents, uh, all my uncles and aunts, and most of my first cousins. Uh, Very, uh, uh, God blessed me to have talents in a lot of different areas. I was basically successful. Mm -hmm at everything. I tried, uh, came to the University of Minnesota, uh, to, uh, in pre-med, uh, but I, mm-hmm. uh, forced myself to take English literature. Long story short there, I ended up changing my major to English, uh, last year, of uh, at the U, I got a job as a tech man, uh, writer for Hennepin mm-hmm. County. That's a long story, but won't, won't bother you with the details on that. Uh, ended up, uh, once I became a tech writer, got interested in computer engineering, went back to Brown Institute, uh, learned computer programming, and that started me on a forty-year career in computer engineering. Uh, the uh, start initial years, I was in military system development. Uh, we built everything from airborne computers that uh, flew fighter jets to the air reconnaissance systems to computers that guided missiles, uh, computers that guided. Uh, torpedoes, the first uh, uh, digital air reconnaissance system. So I learned a lot there. Got a chance to meet a lot of uh, people in the military, a lot of the great mm. military people, and I learned how to do it right. Uh, mm. And so I did that for a while, and progressed through the corporate world up into the management and IT project management. Uh, the whole while, and interspersed in there, uh, I ran a couple of small businesses in the inner city. Uh, And then when I decided to leave the corporate world back five or six years ago, uh, I knew I wanted to dedicate, continue my dedication to serving the people in the community. Uh, So along the way, I got married. uh, My wife and I have been together for over 40 years, been married for 34 years, uh, raised uh, two sons here in inner city in North Minneapolis. Uh, They graduated from public schools. Uh, One uh, ended up getting uh, his master's degree from Brown University in uh, Master of Fine Arts, and he's into the entertainment field. Another one, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, He ended up (coughs) getting his associate in businesses. He went into the music field, and he's doing some other entrepreneur type things. Uh, He also presented me with my first and only grandchild And trust me, that's what life is all about to me. I mean, all this other stuff people about. Just give me these grandchildren. (laughs) Uh, And then I, uh, so when I left the corporate world, I started up a company called Young Entrepreneurs of America that was dedicated to uh, training uh, young people in technology and business and finance, uh, give them jobs uh, as part of their compensation, set aside money to pay for their post-secondary education. Uh, And then as I was doing that, uh, some people approached me about uh, 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 getting into politics. And I saw a synergy uh, between politics and business. So I I ran for the Minnesota House back in 2018, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, then I ran for Congress against Ilhan Omar. Uh, In between that time, my business changed from Young Entrepreneurs uh, in America to UBX. Uh, It's an Opportunity Zone fund. Uh, that's dedicated to working with uh, a lot of great business people here to move their facilities into the opportunity zone in North Minneapolis, provide people uh, high paying, uh, sustainable uh, jobs, uh, allow the community to be part of the governance uh, of these companies, board of directors, allow them to be part of management, uh, allow wow. them to uh, quit whining and complaining about what other people aren't doing for them, and we're going to do this for ourselves. So that's the basic idea behind it. The things that motivated me uh, uh, in life, and I took that over into politics, I just believe in economic development. I told you about these free enterprise-based businesses mm-hmm. in these communities. I'm not a big a fan of government solution, or non-profit solution. I know they have mm-hmm. their place, but I don't think you're going to ever get, and I tell my friends that, I don't think you're going to ever get social justice until you get financial justice and political justice, mm-hmm. and try to get them to understand the connection between that. I'm a big believer mm-hmm. in just quality education. I got a lot of experience in education, I helped start up a charter school, uh, served on a charter school advisory board. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I have a very good idea of how to educate our children, and we've mm-hmm. proven we can be successful at that. I don't have much confidence in educators and closing the achievement gap. So you need people out there to do that. I ultimately mm-hmm. think also, besides the economic part, uh, the education part, I think that's the family part, uh, and I'm straight up with everybody. All these issues that we throwing money at and youth violence, gangs, or whatever, we're not going to solve them until we put the family back together in some of these communities. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm wrong, but we should be getting to. In, in fact, my background uh, gives me a, 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 I, I'm a big believer in the scientific methodology, where you really go ahead and do analysis, look at data, you think things through, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, I'm looking at what they're trying. And a lot of these areas not going to work. So so mm-hmm. uh, rebuilding the family, which of course means rebuilding the men that's out there with children, not supporting them. Uh, my background, my parents was basically conservative. I'm glad they were. A uh, 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 cause for self-responsibility, self-accountability, the whole idea of, uh, uh, of men, healthy men, looking to the government mm-hmm. to, to support their uh, uh, mothers of their children uh, and their children. I'm just totally against it. I'm pretty much uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 outspoken on the fact that uh, we need to start uh, loving, respecting, and marrying the mothers of our children, and so mm. so between business development, uh, education, rebuilding the family, and of mm. course the final thing is just the foundation of faith. I think when I look mm. back on it, uh, that whole foundation of faith in our culture mm. is responsible for me just dealing with things in life. I told mm. I tell everyone when I left home at seventeen years old because I was rooted in the scriptures and the verses and things. And I think it addresses anything you, that you can confront in life. I felt like at 17 years old, I was prepared for whatever life I had to offer. It has proven true because I, I think I can read and comprehend things. And so once again, i got the company I'm running right now. Uh, and uh, so that how I got into politics, like, let me just answer that, and wrap that up.
0: Well, uh, let me, yeah, let, let, me, me, uh, let me, let me, uh, real quick, because I want to just tell people exactly what this one is about. So that I mean, that is your introduction. And that's so many things that we could dive into there. But we did the last podcast on this on this um, show was how should Christians interact with politics? And that would be part one. And this will be how should Christians interact with politics? Part two. We had a pastor on the last one um, who's usually on the show. And now we're, we're having you on who who you've been involved in the politics. And so I do. Um, obviously, there's like the theological. I mean, this is a theology podcast, but i think that theology and politics and philosophy they all kind of become intertwined and and make up kind of what we believe as individuals so you uh you were in politics and my my first question for you would just be kind of what you're just going to answer but why did why did you think it was important to get involved into politics because that seems like when i look at politics right now it seems like a pretty terrible idea since it doesn't seem like a fun thing to get involved into so why did you think it was important to do
1: well uh I'm interested in solving issues and problems and things like that and results and for the past I don't know 20 30 years mm-hmm. I once again I live in these communities I look I, I, I've been looking at the issues in the community and I'm listening to the discussions around these issues mm-hmm. and believe it or not I'm saying none of this ever going work they don't know what they come on people and that's a reason these issues just keep lasting decades because the whole conversation around them, I think, is just wrong, and I yeah. thought we needed someone to come in and uh, present a different point of view, Yeah. and there's a scripture somewhere in the Bible that goes, who shall we send, Lord, and at the end of the day, uh, the person asked to send me, Lord, and basically, mm-hmm. God put it on my heart, so that's on one level, to do it, yeah. because there are issues out there that need solving, and we, we, we're just going about talking about them all wrong. Uh, Then that's the parable of the talents. I mean, I've been blessed in my life and I'm at a stage in my life like, and I I resisted this word originally, what type of legacy you want to uh, leave, which really boils down to what type of return on God's investment do you want to give him? Uh, He's Mm -hmm. invested a lot in in me. He's blessed me all my life. So I want to give a great return. And the best way I can do that is to get out here and be the best servant I can be and help solve some of these issues. So uh, uh, politics offered you a platform, a bullet pulpit to put some of those issues out there. Of course, I'm very concerned about what the other side, the direction is taking this country in. I think it's bad Mm -hmm. for the country. I think it's bad for my grandchildren and, and, and everything else. So looking at the parable of the talents, I wanted to give back something to God and then uh, there's a, I didn't pay much attention to revelation for a while there, but when you start looking at mm-hmm. uh, the whole one world order type things and revelations and yeah. compare it to some of the things that's going on today, even though uh, I appreciate and understand that uh, the words in the Bible are going to come true. But as mm-hmm. a Christian, I'm a Christian sh- soldier and I want to fight against some of the bad things that I see going on here. Okay. And then um, I guess, as far as politics itself on a high level, my basic approach is this, once again, uh, a biblical verse, render unto Caesar, that's which is Caesar, and mm-hmm. unto God, that's which is God. And so I tend to uh, uh, divide the world up into God's side and the worldly side and the government on mm-hmm. the worldly side. And I think I have to uh, uh, serve in both of those areas because you go where it's needed at. So I, I look at government, uh, as something that uh, we as Christian, uh, uh, we can't avoid being involved in it. And if we mm-hmm. just look at it as government, it's something different. And when I think of giving unto God, I, I, I really think it's about the hearts and minds of people. And so mm-hmm. I fight for uh, things on the government side that I think is right with the understanding mm-hmm. that ultimately, It's up to our Christians to go out there and change the hearts and souls and minds of the people that we're trying to impact. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is uh, there are scriptures in the Bible that tells you how to change people's minds. Of course, the parable of the sower tells us that some people, you're not going to ever change their mind. But the parable of the sower also tells us that there are those who will hear what you say. They'll get it right away. There are those who, who eventually will get it. And Like I say, there's mm-hmm. those who never will get it, so I'm out here trying uh, 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 to change hearts and minds and get people to look at things uh, uh, a different way. Uh, uh, okay. So, as a Christian, but I do respect yeah. the fact that there's a Caesar part to this that the Bible mm-hmm. says we need to render uh, unto them,
0: absolutely. I, yeah, we're going to get more into that later on, but I, th- I want to ask you a more personal question is that, like, how do you think that your faith in Christ has been impacted while in the political world? I mean, we, I, I've you know, I'm young, but I've seen the political, you know, unrest and just absolute craziness just in my short life. And I can't imagine what it would be like to kind of be in the center of that. And you've been you've gone up against different politicians and different things. And so right. how has this impacted how your your belief in Jesus or how has it made it stronger? Or how has it weakened it in certain ways? Um, I yeah, guess that's, take that that's a you good want.
1: question. Uh, I think it has made it stronger. Mm. Uh, in the sense that you're gonna, I'm gonna be challenged, and mm. it, the political environment, just like the world itself, uh, can kind of be a swamp in a way, and it learns, it teaches you how to deal with that. Mm. Uh, I've come across uh, certain situations where my earthly instincts told me to handle it one way, mm-hmm. but I relied on God to handle it. And of course, when I rely mm-hmm. on the way God say handle it, it works just like he said, it's going to work. So it tested mm-hmm. my faith, but mm-hmm. I came through it and I keep growing and making me stronger because it's working that way. So you run into a lot of things. Uh, the other thing is in the way that it made you stronger because look, uh, mm-hmm. If we live our lives as Christian, which means Christ-like, there are a lot of things that we do that other people don't understand or, or they don't understand the context of it. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, uh, there's a lot of things in Christianity that goes against our basic human nature, like better to give than receive. And if you mm-hmm. want something, give it away first. You know, those are love thy enemies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on you to fall in line with the rest of the world and hate your enemies and dislike people and things like that. But I found that uh, those people who look at the world that way, uh, a lot of times what happens to them is predictable. And the people that look at the world my way, uh, it's just totally uh, in sync with the scripture. So it it basically Mm -hmm. made my uh, 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 faith a lot stronger. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is, is that, it has given me more uh, details or case studies to test against the scripture because you see a lot of things out there that's going on and, 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 and you run through the scripture that decide which way you're going to handle it. So those, that would be basically the way I, I, I would look at it and just give me the strength mm-hmm. and courage. I mean, you got to have strength and courage to do this, I and mean, you got mm-hmm. to believe in God and yourself and, and his teachings and uh, mm-hmm. I, I got some uh, story where you know, in one of my times of doubt, I just looked up at a wall and looked like a sign just appeared out of nowhere that says trust in, in God. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, which I'll go. talk to you about that story sometime too, but it's basically yeah. strengthened my faith.
0: Well, I gotta ask because I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about you know what you're just saying, and I wonder and you know, answer this however you want, but do, do you think that? being i think for a lot of americans including myself you know we watch the news and we're watching politic like the political you know w- what's going on in the world we kind of watch it from afar we watch it from our screens and we're not totally involved in it you know if there's things that are happening out in the streets or whether there's protesting or riots it's like i'm not a part part of that i'm just watching it and i think politicians don't get enough credit because a lot of them are actually involved they're there they're talking to the people they're involved in these situations. Has. Do you think that those situations that you've almost been forced to be involved into as a politician um, has kind of maybe helped you with sympathy and empathy more so than maybe the average the average consumer American who's just watching things on TV?
1: Well, I don't know. I, I think I I brought I bring a certain set of empathy mm-hmm. uh, to the table in every situation, mm-hmm. and I'm normally a uh, hesitant. To go the sympathy route, I mean, I mean, yeah, death in the family, those type of things. But uh, yeah. I'm just glad we basically grew up poor, black, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Crow South. But you know what? Nobody felt sorry for us, and mm-hmm. I'm glad of that. And mm-hmm. so, sympathy, I, I tended not to have, but the empathy part, mm-hmm. empathy part, I did because I mean, if you really think about it, uh, if a person is Physically and mentally, uh, or healthy, to feel sorry for them to me, it's almost like you don't understand and appreciate their mm. talents and ability and things like that. And it's almost kind of looking down on the person. I mean, why look down on a person who's capable of doing whatever you what you just achieved? And so, yeah, sure. so that sympathy part. Now, there were some some things as far as the violence mm. and things like that. Once again, you always run that through your moral compass based right. on your Christian beliefs.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I think last podcast, we kind of t- discussed like what is politics at its core. And I think I want to ask you, do you think like that there is a superior political system that Christians should be involved in or advocating for in like terms of like democracy or socialism? Cause you have, it seems like in America right now, there's a split um in a lot of churches you know some churches are going the more liberal progressive route some churches are being more conservative and um do you right. think that there's a, there's something that the bible says about these things
1: uh, that's a very good question uh i have not really uh, uh researched in the scriptures on it but but a couple of things uh first of all uh the systems per se that's not as important to me than just looking at the situation or the person or the act and apply a right and wrong standard to it, a a good, bad, sin, evil, uh, you know, kind of thing to it. Right. Uh, As far as parties are concerned, I mean, and keeping in mind, I was a young Democrat voting person at one time. And so Mm -hmm. I I don't think I've ever been a liberal because, you know, I've just thought things through. Uh, where I'm going with that is that I know it can be argued that the teachings of Jesus were more closely to the socialist side, but I don't believe that. I think because mm-hmm. he's about uh, freedom, personal freedom, uh, he's about uh, your will, you're free mm-hmm. to choose. So because of that, I tend to lean towards uh, the uh, democratic Free enterprise thing where everybody's really equal, I mean, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to, uh, and the free enterprise where we are expected to work and mm-hmm. uh, earn that's what true. we do and support ourselves and, and do the work of God. And that's based on work. Right. And just the socialism where you uh, mm-hmm. everybody's getting checks no matter what you do and things like that. I'm not, and this imperative mm-hmm. thing that's not tied to your efforts and your hard work and the choices that you make. So I'm basically about that. Which is what we do in a democracy and free enterprise.
0: Well, and we know the you know the Bible verse that says if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. And right, so,
1: right. 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 <laughs> right. Like, right. And, you and, can't and, expect and we, a handout. Yeah, and we know socialism basically doesn't work. I mean, look, uh, mm-hmm. to me, uh, democracy, uh, free enterprise is kind of like, and I think Winston Churchill had a quote on this. It's kind of like the jury system. It got its flaws and everything, but you know what? I cannot think of a better system. And I think I'm yeah. pretty analytical. And, and, and so, yeah, the, mm-hmm. with the understanding there's no perfect system, I think that mm-hmm. uh, Chris Stanton is to support yeah. our work and personal responsibility and things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I and I I don't disagree with you. And I think you know it's interesting doing. You know, it's like a, a Christian theology podcast talking about politics. I think people get annoyed. I mean, I think a lot of people get annoyed when Christians start talking politics because they start to think, "Well, don't bring that into Christianity." But I, it's it's very hard for me to be to to comprehend that thought process because it's like politics actually, it makes up what we do. It's it's what how the polis, it's how the people interact with each other economically and, and how we exchange things. And so you actually have to be involved with yeah. each other.
1: Well, yeah, I, I have friends who are Jehovah Witnesses and you know that basic mm-hmm. thing is not to get involved in politics. So we have some nice philosophical discussions around that. Yeah. But I just believe that it's all, God has put us here to get involved in all of it and be a servant in all yeah fields of human endeavors including Mm -hmm. politics and we need people with christian faith and christian principles uh just as uh, more importantly in that field as we do in just about any other
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely so in in our last podcast again we talked about um you know christians should be paying taxes to the government um because give to Caesar, what is Caesar's and give to God, what is God's. um, there, there is a question, and I think it's a valid question by a lot of Christians. That's, you know, what if the government is participating in abortion, you know, murdering babies? What do you should you give money to that? And in our last podcast, the pastor, I, I think he his. I don't think people were very. Satisfied? I don't think they thought that he gave a clear answer, but I want to give you the opportunity. Like, do you think that that, I mean, what do you think about that whole concept of giving taxes to things that you don't agree with?
1: Well, I Christian? think once again, uh, it gets, especially we just got through talking about democracy, uh, it gets into the Ren of the Caesar. I mean, we all are a part of this country and we all have to contribute. And, you know, until we get to a situation where we got a menu and we can check out, what our taxes go for. We just have to accept that. But here's the thing. Here's the great part about it. And and I've been watching uh, today part of the uh, hearing before the Supreme Court on the Mississippi abortion law. And abortion is one of those issues that we Christians really uh, uh, would like to stand up against because I think it's evil, to be honest, which I'm a Christian. I mean, I don't support abortion. And I'm against it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to fight from a political standpoint. I'm going to do my best to a fight against some of the things uh, that they're trying to do. But here's the thing, because I am a believer and I do believe that God is in control. And the Southern Baptist background that I come from, that just says to me that we Christians need to go out there and do a lot more kind of missionary type work where we're reaching Mm -hmm. the hearts and minds of uh, 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 of the people that's having abortion. Look, Mm -hmm. and and, and in the final analysis, yes, fight against Roe v. Wade, fight against abortion because it's evil. I mean, that's the whole idea behind it. But uh, in the final analysis, uh, let's convince these people to stop having abortion. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're not going to convince all of them. I think we fight uh, against it. In a political realm, but understand from a spiritual realm, let's go out there and talk to these and and understand the issues and understand why the people are doing it and talk them out of it. And and let me just say this, what I'm finding out when I bring that issue up, I mean, black people don't know over 20 million black babies have been uh, killed, uh, uh, aborted. When people start understanding that and you start putting it in uh, biblical terms, and my thing is, look, uh the Jesus that I know, he wouldn't want you to have an abortion unless it's threatened to mom's life. I mean, even I mean, really, I mean, the idea that there's a life here that you started, and you're basically gonna treat it like I mean, just the whole idea. I mean, we as a society, man, we we're, we're we're in a lot of trouble the way we think of things.
0: Well, okay, so how do you do that, though? How how can you go out and talk to people? Because it, it does feel like abortion is one of those issues where if you – especially for people my age younger you know college students and that kind of thing they're in these universities that are you know shoveling um, them like liberal propaganda every day and if you bring up the issue of abortion they shut off they don't want to talk about things so how are you supposed to even open up the conversation about it if it's such a hostile environment
1: right well first of all I I think I start off with the position that it's really a spiritual battle and uh, I'm gonna fight it more on a spiritual level than a political level. And then secondly, once again, uh, my conversation most of the time, and once again, as a black man. I know the history of uh, uh, the leader behind Planned Parenthood. I know Mm -hmm. the uh, the Planned Parenthood. I know what they're doing. I know where they're putting a lot of the the, uh, disproportionate number of these abortion clinics in there. So I appeal uh, I open up the conversation, first of all, with the data. Do you know these, how many babies have been killed since this? Uh, and do you really believe that Jesus, and I, and this worked with my Christian friends, you know, a lot of mine, uh, uh, would be in favor of that. So that's one route. The second route is, once again, uh, as a black person who I know all these black babies have been aborted, uh, even my liberal white friends, I start off with them just from a concern with Susan, what's her name, Sanger's background, Sanger's background yeah. and the history of Planned Parenthood, what it's doing to the Black community. I mean, and you really put them in a moral kind of, they don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, they, you're killing Black babies, you're killing, and it's even you're killing so many Black babies. So you start off with that, and hopefully you can uh, uh, establish a, 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 a respectful dialogue and start talking about it, because mm-hmm. Uh, I think the more I talk, we talk about it, uh, especially from a eugenics, get eliminate black folks standpoint. Uh, even the most liberal Christian have a hard time digesting that. So those are the two prongs I take in engaging people in it.
0: Sure. Well, and I think on the other side of abortion, you know, abortion is conservatives. That's kind of their one of their main points like that. You know, they do not like abortion and they and they, they want to get rid of it. I think for, for liberals, I think one of their main um, points and their main talking points and, and one of their main I think I think there's a lot of liberals who genuinely care about this thing is that they don't want to. They, they don't like poverty. They don't like, you know, homelessness. And and their solution to that is like, you know, giving out you know, giving out money from the government. And I know that you're completely against that. You're, you're for, um, you're for personal responsibility, but I guess, you know, for, for Christians who are more liberal, how, how can, you know, what would you say to somebody who came up to you and they're, they're a Christian and they're liberal and they're like, look, I think that I need to vote Democrat because I need to help get these people off the streets. I mean, what would you say to that?
1: Well, I'll talk to them about the best way to get to these people off the street more permanently. I think we need longer term solutions. We need to get to the root cause of these issues. But I mean, the simplest way of putting it is, look, what we want to do is teach people how to fish for themselves rather than give them fish. And that's the best thing we can do for people. And once again, if people are physically and mentally capable, we expect for you to take care of yourself. The best thing mm-hmm. we can do for people we care about, is to teach them how to take care of themselves. And you know, uh, just about every issue out there, uh, I almost always start off with, "If this was impacting someone I love, my children, my family member, how would I approach it?" And mm-hmm. so, if I had a family member who was in need, uh, I would help them help learn how to help themselves. And my my idea is not to continue make you dependent on me uh oh. and let's face it uh uh these well-intended people uh the policies and the perspective they have will keep these people poor and dependent, and dependent and mm-hmm. we don't want that so that's kind of the way i would come at it
0: well that. i mean i remember growing up we would uh me and my my dad would go you know downtown madison wisconsin and there'd be homeless people and my dad would always tell us, you know, don't give the homeless people money, but take them out and get them, get them a sandwich or get them some food. And so we would ask, hey, do you want, you know, they'd ask us for money. We, like, Well, no, but, do, you know, we go get you something at McDonald's or whatever. And they would, a lot of them would say no because the, the money was going towards drugs and different things. And I think it's interesting that you say, you know, think about this in terms of your family. If you had an alcoholic family member, you wouldn't continue to give them money to buy their alcohol. No, you but wouldn't. for some reason, since. We're, since we're kind of detached from a lot of these people, um we give the money to the government and then we expect the government to give it to them. we expect them to do the right thing, so it's an interesting dynamic
1: there well and, and you know this the issue you have with a lot of my liberal well meaning friends is that their whole perspective of government uh is totally different from the framers of the constitution or my understanding of my my eighth grade civics understanding. so that I mean yeah. that's one of the uh, things that separate us conservative from liberals. I mean, we're looking at mm-hmm. small government not involved in people to take care of themselves versus mm-hmm. uh, most of my liberal friends look at government as a as their tool right. to impose their wills and their thoughts on the rest yeah. of the country. And so that's kind of the way they look at it. But but, but we conservative, we're, we're totally against that kind of perspective.
0: Well, right. Yeah. And I think I mean, and so this kind of leads into my next question. We see the, the, these all these policies, these different policies, whether it's on abortion or on on, you know, how, how to help the homeless people or what do you do at the borders and that kind of thing. It does seem to to impact all of our individual lives at a level, too. It's not just this macro level thing. It's it's also right here. Um, with us and so you know what question i have written down here is do you think that christians should be paying attention to politics and why because i think i I, what i've seen in my life especially with a lot of younger christians they'll they'll just kind of turn a blind eye and be like well i don't want to get involved in politics because it's too polarizing or it's too this or too that and it's become very frustrating to me because i'm helping with the scott jensen um, campaign and i started to realize like Hold on, like the, the, a lot of what's happening in Minnesota, even and across the country, like this is impacting people's actual lives. They can't feed their families. They can't do things that are really important. And I think, like the, the loving thing to do here is to not ignore the issue, and that's actually a very hate hate filled thing to do. Is and so my question to you is, like, do you think that Christians should be paying attention to to these things, and why
1: should they be paying attention? Well, yeah, I, and getting involved. Yeah, I think they should be paying attention. And if they see where they can serve, uh, get involved. I mean, look, we got to fight. I'll put it this way, uh, and this might not be a precise way of putting it, but we got to fight evil, bad things, and bad people wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And we have to, uh, I think, influence that and i mean i'm not naive about politics uh but i do know that it could be doing a lot more for people if it just adjust just tweak itself a little bit and not make it just about power and stuff and and one of the message i'm trying to get out to people is that you can still be involved in politics and play all the games and stuff but you know what we can also be helping people while we're doing this and being effective mm. and changing people's lives. So that's mm. the message I want to get in the room. And, and and I guess basically the way I look at myself, and I got stories on that too, is that uh, when I walk into any situation, any meeting or any group, uh, I'm going in, I'm taking God with me. I'm trying to represent him. And I do that in the world of politics also. Uh, I try to be smart about it and, and, and practical about it. But uh, that's... Yeah, Christians should be involved in just about every field of every field of human endeavor to try to mm-hmm. carry the word and I guess to conduct yourself in a certain. I mean, you don't have to uh, just pound your chest and say who you are, but just conduct yourself in a certain way and and and, and display a certain attitude and a certain heart and a certain will uh, to people, and they might find out coincidentally find out you're a Christian, and that might impact some other people that's doing some things.
0: Absolutely. I, I want to kind of make a pivot into something that I know that you're passionate about. I've heard you talk about it a little bit is you talk about personal responsibility all the time. And how do you think, you know, personal responsibility can't, you know, because there's this. I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson, and I know that you're probably a big fan of Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is his big thing as well. It's like personal responsibility. You know, get up, make your bed, brush your teeth, like do these things at home before you go out and try to save the world. How do you think that adds up with scripture? How do you think that those two things kind of correlate with each other? And how do people, should people interact with this idea of personal responsibility?
1: I I guess, look, uh, the way I've approached life and the way I talk to people about approaching life is what happens to me. And it's scripturally based, I think, is between me and God. If I do what the scripture teaches me to do in that. To uh, do his will, that there are certain things he will do, there are certain things, the way things will work out. And so I first look at it from that uh, standpoint. And then, secondly, uh, I just don't, I, I guess I feel somewhat sorry for people who don't think they're in control of what happened to them or who uh are not willing to sacrifice their own personal selfish type of goals for something bigger and then you start getting into things like uh god has given me all i need to take care of myself and my family and to be responsible for myself and the family to hold myself accountable and if I do anything less than that, uh, I'm not pleasing the God who has blessed me so much mm-hmm. in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that it's, a, I mean, another, I mean, another thing that I just keep thinking about is the impersonal in, in responsibility. I think what it does to somebody is I think it, I think it, may, it forces you to practice humility and like, you know you got you got to own up i mean p- part of christianity is understanding that you are totally and completely responsible for your sins right. but christ is completely and totally responsible for saving you from those things and you have nothing to do with that right. and that's an interesting dynamic i think it's hard for people to grasp that because it's like i don't want to admit that i did i don't want to admit that i'm i'm a sinner but i have to because it's i mean it's part of the deal <laughs> I and mean, that's part of how it works you know what i mean <laughs>
1: Well, here's it, it, the thing. I mean, we were taught at a very early age that we all have fallen short of the grace of God, and you know, once you, once you hear mm-hmm. and understand that, uh, right? Yeah, you, you, you kind of understand. it. And, and once again, uh, you're right. It, that's a kind of a servant type of aspect to personal responsibility and accountability. Because really, if if you, to me if you're approaching life in a spiritual manner, you're always thinking about others and serving others. And uh, you understand, and just to you know, be a little bit even more detailed, it, look, once, once I have children, it's, 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 I got to be responsible for taking care of myself, take care of my kids and everything else. is me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I got some responsibilities here. And, and once again, uh, I just think we've gotten away from, uh, sacrificing for other people, and a lot of stuff is just me and what I need and what I want. and with today's culture, everybody wanna be rich and famous and those type of things like that, you know, and I think that's that's leading us down the wrong path. I don't know where it's gonna end up at, but once again, we don't think in these basic principles. I, I try to tell people just about everything I do in conclusion or whatever. I base it on a certain principle. I start off with the principle. What's what's the principle involved? Or what's the scripture involved? And that's the way I go about the side of things.
0: So I th- I mean one way that you're you keep describing this, like you're involved in politics, but you it feels like you view it as being a servant. And that's an interesting thing It's like it it is. I don't think about that, though, because I think that that's actually very rare in politics. I think a lot of politicians aren't viewing themselves as a servant to the public. I think they're like, let me get power. Let me get money. It's and it's 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 sad. But I I wonder how have you kind of shaped your mindset into being more of a servant like you know a servant for the people rather than i mean you probably had all the opportunities in the world to try to gain power to try to to you know say whatever you need to say to get elected and and so what you know what what things in your faith have kind of prevented you from doing that and and, and kept you trying to do the do the thing of integrity
1: well first thing i i sometimes use the word power but i generally mm-hmm. reserve that word for god i know people talk mm-hmm. about the president most powerful man and I just believe all power is in God's hands. So, 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 mm-hmm. so, so, yeah. so, uh, so that's that's the, the, the one thing. Uh, what, what was the rest of your question again? Because I'm sorry, I apologize for that.
0: No, it's fine. Uh, how how have like how have you kind of directed your mindset? Oh, the servant into part of it. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I mean Christ was a servant, and I want to be Christ as a Christian. I want to be Christ like. Uh, I mean, the sacrifice, he sacrificed his life and everything for us. Uh, The the second part of that is, uh, I just want, I look at a major quality, the main quality of a leader is to think of himself or herself as a servant. And Hmm. given the scripture, I've learned that, Everything I give and the more I serve, the more I get and the more mm-hmm. people want to serve me. And so mm-hmm. it works out just like the scripture says. I think that's the mm-hmm. best thing you can be. Uh, and, you know, I've never dreamed of mansions and riding around in Rolls Royces and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've just had always uh, had a heart. Uh, for people, and you know, you get in politics, and you learn that it's really not about people and issues. It's about people's vote and power and money and things like that. Yeah. And uh, once again, my personality is—you know—I'd rather hang out at a fish fry with the people in the neighborhood drinking mm-hmm. Budweiser or something than at yeah. some fancy banquet with, with a bunch of big wigs, you know, eating. Yeah. Uh, Brion and drinking uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cabernet or something, you know what I mean? I, I, I like being around real people, and I've mm-hmm. always had it in my heart to uh, look after those who are less fortunate than myself.
0: Yeah. Well, I got a couple more questions. I mean, I think politics and theology kind of have many overlapping concepts and ideas, and in how you interact with your Christianity, that's usually plays a role in then how you vote. And I think that these things make up what we believe as people. And there is the scriptural teaching that we shouldn't divide the church. And so how can Christians be politically involved and still be unified under the truth of the Bible? You know, there's Democrats and there's Republicans who are Christians and how can we be unified?
1: Well, Um, I guess, just Off the top of my head, I, I just refer back in what helps me uh, to the scripture said, written unto Caesar, that's which is Caesar, that's which is God. Understand we're dealing with two different worlds and understand how the two different worlds relate. Understand that to me, this is my personal belief, uh, as a Christian, I have an obligation and a duty to go wherever God wants me to go to do his work. And it just so happened God put on my heart to go in and do this, and I can see why. There's mm-hmm. some synergy between politics and just about everything else we do, whether we're talking about business, whether we're talking about taking care of people. And the mm-hmm. recent pandemic has shown there's a synergism between uh, politics and your right to uh, worship the God the way you want to and your freedom of religion. That's all that's mm-hmm. connected to politics. And I think that... Mm-hmm. Uh, We as Christian should accept the fact that we have that spiritual battle to fight and we have this earthly battle to fight and the politics happen to fall into the earthly battle and that we should not shy away from it. And we need God in here. We need God in these rooms where these politicians are. And and who's going to go in there and represent God uh, if, if we don't do it?
0: mm-hmm well I, I think of when when you're talking about the difference between the spiritual world and, and the kind of the the world that we live in i always think about when thinking about politics is in ephesians when paul says that our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the exactly. rulers of the underground world and it's like it's very hard to as a christian because sometimes you're just so frustrated with the person and it's and i think you know the bible is very specific on well you're you're not fighting against the person you're fighting against the sin and that person needs to know who Jesus is. So you you, you better tell them the gospel. You know
1: that's a, that's a point. Yep, and, and look, yeah. you even have to believe too that even politicians are redeemable. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they can be impacted by what you say or do. And uh, mm-hmm. if you come, in fact, sometimes you catch them off guard when you're you're mm-hmm. you're the one in the room where you're not about all this power and money and everything that they're kind of shocked and, and hard to yeah. figure out that you, hey, this guy's actually here. They try to help people. <laughs> <laughs> What's his well, problem? <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of like that that, that, that kind of reaction from the people in the room. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, I want to ask one more, uh, one more question is, I mean, what do you think has been some of the most rewarding? I mean, you've obviously, you've lived a long life so far. You've done a bunch of things. You got grandkids and, You have kids. And so what do you think has been one of the most uh, rewarding parts of being a Christian and being involved in all these different things and how that's impacted your life?
1: Well, I I guess. And that's uh, an
0: impossible question because to narrow it down to one thing.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, (laughs) It's rewarding uh, mainly, and once again, just off the top of my head, mainly uh, it's rewarding because you feel like you're doing the will of God. And you're following his instructions, and and you don't always know what's over the hill, but mm-hmm. he tells you, uh, "Hey, I got your back." So that's mm-hmm. that's the rewarding part. The rewarding part is stepping out on faith and seeing that the way God says is going to work work exactly that way. Uh, the rewarding part is applying Christian principle. To the things that you confront, the people, places, and things that you confront during your daily life, all day, all uh, every day, and see how those principles really work and make you feel good about yourself. And it gives you a certain wisdom. You learn, I mean, you have friends with money, you have friends with the big houses and cars and stuff, <laughs> but you see, uh, if you look at it from a spiritual uh, aspect, I don't want to go through, I don't want to have to divorce my wife to get this big job and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'd rather spend 40 years with my wife than yeah. somehow figure out I got to leave her for this money and things like that. So I just look yeah. at the fact that my health is nice. I got great people in my life. In fact, I'll uh, end it like this. Uh, I figured out very early in life that if you got God, you got good parents, you got good people in mm-hmm. your life, you got good food, you got good music. <laughs> yes, that's right. about 95% of joy in life right there. Yeah. And you learn to downplay those things. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's where I get my joy and things out of, mm-hmm. just doing the will of God and just the great people that uh, take a stop daily of the blessings that he put around me. And, and i just say this, understanding that uh, sometimes the road is going to get hard, Uh, Mm -hmm. but you can overcome it. In fact, when I uh, decided to get in politics, uh, understanding what I was getting into, I -hmm. said, look, at the end of the day, Lord, and I had to talk with the Lord. it may (laughs) be just you and me going down this (laughs) road, but hey, I I feel good about that. Uh, I don't care if I lose friends, family, whatever, I'm going to do what you want me to do, and I'm trying to do the Mm -hmm. right thing. And I'm going to put some ideas and things out there that I'm not hearing people talk about that we need to talk about. And hopefully mm-hmm. I can do it in a way that's not too offensive and turn people off. Cause if, if you're uncareful, mm-hmm. uh, you're turn people off and they'll pay more attention to who you are and your personality than what you're saying. And so I try to make sure most of the time I don't do that. Every once in a while I like the roughest people feathers and I'll <laughs> say some things, but yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, since you mentioned, I got to ask you one more thing. Okay. You said you talked about music, and I got to ask you. I, I'm a big music guy, but who's your favorite musician?
1: Oh, well, you know, my favorite all time favorite singer on, uh, mm-hmm. on the R and B side is David yeah. Ruffin of the Temptations. Okay. uh My yeah. favorite spiritual group is the Mighty Clouds of Joy. Okay. And so, those are if I had to break it up, and I can go down in each category. Uh, yeah. My favorite country singer is Hank Williams. Okay. Uh, right. My favorite... Uh... You have a
0: favorite rapper? Are you into rap or oh, not? Oh, yeah.
1: My, yeah. If I had to pick a favorite rapper, boy, off the top of my head, I really like some of the things that Tupac did. Uh, mm. I like oh, Public Enemy. I mean, Public Enemy, the group Public Enemy, because yep. they had some social conscious type stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite uh, a composer... Is Mozart with Beethoven a close second? I like some of the waltz guys, guys you know, doing the waltz and things like that. So that's Mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. But but here's the thing: I love all kinds of music. I was in band in high school. We played all kinds of music, and I just really admired the 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 biggest challenge for me is opera. But even opera, I I uh, find some good stuff there. My neighbor got me involved in bluegrass and a whole bunch of stuff. I love it all.
0: Awesome. I mean, same. So maybe next time we'll do a music podcast together. Yeah. Or something in fact, like I'll that. tell
1: you the two. I don't get caught up in material things, but the two material things that I that just really broke my heart. I had the best studied Bible in the world that brought together science and religion. I love that. And then I had about a thousand uh, oldest but goodies on my cell phone that I lost. Really? And oh. so- yeah, I know. So, those are the two that, material things in my life. One of them has to do with music. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love for to sure have a conversation will. with um, music, music, though. I'm a big fan.
0: Oh, we absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. Well, thank you again, Lacey, for doing this. This is awesome. I I loved all your answers. I'm sure people will absolutely love to hear what you're saying.
1: One more thing on the music, though, before you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah
1: go ahead. The blues started in Clock's of Mississippi. So, I got to talk about the blues. And I love that. And I guess yeah. uh, if I had to name. Uh, my favorite blues singer, uh, Smokestack Lightning. Who's who's got to Smokestack
0: Lightning? Uh, I can look it up. I
1: know the guy. He's my he's my favorite. But you know, I'm I'm getting into the age where I just get a. It point. says
0: uh, Howlin'
1: Howlin' Wolf.
0: Howlin' Wolf. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's probably my favorite blues guy. I'll
0: have a, to check that out. I haven't heard of that.
1: Yeah, let's uh, start Hallin'. out with Smokestack Lightning, and that's a. I think that's a, a documentary out there on him somewhere and okay. he's a really straight up kind of guy. Great music.
0: Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, Lacey, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for doing this and hopefully we'll be able to have you on it an, an, an another time. Okay. Um, but to everybody listening, thank you all for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends. And, um, we'll see you guys in the next one. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Great.